0: Mary Beth Oaks, welcome to the Mommy Magic Podcast.
1: Oh, how are Hello. you today?
0: I'm good. You have been so gracious and giving your time. And I'm super grateful because you and I are besties like sisters. But the difference is you are a fierce CEO of a really um, amazing company. Uh, and I don't do that, I do other stuff. but. You are my top of my list of somebody to talk to about the topic resilience or being resilient. But first and foremost, before we get started, let me tell the listeners a little bit about you. Is that all right?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. Mary Beth Oaks, she helps leaders and companies navigate organizational change. She leads teams and builds healthy, effective organizations. She's the founder and CEO of Corio a change management consulting firm. And she also had the vision and created the opportunity to build a workspace utilization strategies for organizations including Lilly, Roche, Rolls-Royce, Cummins, One America, Eskenazi Health, Riley Children's Hospital, Community Health Network, WellPoint, Indiana University, the list goes on and on. She's a really big deal as the bottom line. Mary Beth is also the CEO and the owner of Business Furniture, an office furniture dealership um, and you, I don't even know what you find all the time, but in between all of that, you were awarded NABO's woman owned business of the year. A couple of years ago, uh, you serve on several boards, um, and you can talk a little bit about that if you would like, but. The, the list is endless on um, you being a civic leader, a business leader, and a really fierce female-owned CEO. Um, and, and you're just an amazing best friend and, and, and like a sister to me. So super grateful for you on all fronts. And is there anything you
1: want to add to that list? No. Oh my goodness. Thank thank you for that wonderful introduction. That's amazing. And thank you for wanting to talk about the topic of resilience because it really means a lot to me now more than ever. Because I think as we as we think about how the world has changed because of COVID, I mean, all of us are having to be so much more resilient than ever, ever, ever before. So I think it's a good thing to talk about. And to talk about examples of what resilience looks like and kind of keep your head above. how do you keep your head above water uh, with some resilience?
0: Well, you know, it's really interesting because you and I, you know, we touch on the subject sometimes and but we always use the word we throw the word around, right? So then I decided to Google what does resilience really look like because I was brought up um, my parents used the word resilience a lot. We moved a lot. Um, my dad was ill when I was younger and actually passed away. When I, so the word resilience was that of uh, it was kind of like being nice. My parents expected me to work hard, be nice, and be resilient. But then it dawned on me. I don't even know if I really know the technical definition of resilient, I just know that I try to be. So here it is. It's not earth shattering, but I thought it was interesting. It's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and it's the ability to be tough, uh, which I thought was pretty pretty spot on in the word tough, right? So um, when I think of you, I think of you as mentally, emotionally tough. Not that you're not physically tough too, but you are resilient, you bounce back, you have the ability to overcome difficulties and recover and bounce back. I am drawn to people like that. And I'm not even sure if I connected the dots to that until you and I started talking about the, the topic. So my first question to you is, how do you define resilience? And are you drawn to it in other people?
1: Absolutely. I am definitely drawn to resilient people. I think it's a wonderful characteristic, especially now. But right. I mean, let's think about this. I mean, resilience has probably been a part of all of our lives, just like your life. Right. Where you really have to bounce back. Right. You have to keep moving forward. You have to bounce back. And and, and I think that ability to be resilient. I mean, yes, it's been really tested right now because of COVID, but let's think about this. I mean, it's really a concept that we need to explore always, right? Even beyond COVID, before COVID, you know, why do some people move forward? And I've been working with a great coach and a book that she recommended to me was called No Ego by Cy Wakeman. And it's a great book. I would recommend that anybody, you know, definitely invest in that book and really read it. And it's, it talks about a triangle called the Cartman's Drama Triangle. And any time that there's a challenge in your life, you have some choices to make, right? And the choices are, you know, you can become a persecutor in the situation, you can become a rescuer in the situation, or you can become a victim. And, you know, when you become a victim, right, that's just kind of helplessness. And when you're helpless, you can't be resilient, Right. And so the other option is the fourth option is to try to figure out a way to move forward and moving forward is not easy. um, But I think if you kind of keep your mind on that, every time something challenging comes up, you ask yourself, what can I do here? What can I control versus what the world is controlling? And I think if you focus on what you can control you know, that really fuels resilience, right? That allows you to bounce back more quickly because you're trying to move forward. Even if you're only making a change that allows you to move forward 1%, 1% is better than no percent, right? So moving forward and making a choice to figure out how do you move forward? And it is a choice. Um, you could choose to go in a different rec- direction, but if you choose to go forward, That is, you know, what fuels that, that resilience. And I think also resilience is fueled by a sense of optimism. And I've always believed that being optimistic does not, it doesn't mean, right, that everything's always great, that you think everything's going to be all great. It's an attitude, right? I mean, it's knowing that there are better days ahead, knowing there are better situations ahead, it's knowing that if you, you know, keep your hope and keep your optimism and try to make a decision to move yourself forward, you're going to bounce back. And then I think the other thing too, you know, I believe in faith. I mean, I think everyone's got to think about their own spiritual destination and their journey and you know, and I think that having faith, I mean, you have to have faith too, faith and optimism that things will get better. And that's what starts to fuel optimism. And then you have a choice to make on how do you move forward? Or do you allow yourself to get stuck.
0: It's true. It's so true optimism, right? So I'm, I'm not really sure if positivity and optimism are exactly the same thing. But I'm drawn to both. I mean, I am happier, When I am um, have more of a a positive mindset, and we all have days, right? You all have days like where you just want to, I mean, you just don't want to do it. You just don't want to deal with it. You just don't want to like, you know, handle it. And, uh, you know, those are really great days to like immerse yourself into Netflix for like three hours. But where resilience comes in is you get out of your pajamas you turn off Netflix and you regroup and you move forward. You don't stay in that mindset of woe is me, poor me, or what I like to say is like the whole Eeyore thing, right? Yep. Like yep. The low energy, the poor me, the whole Eeyore, oh, uh, you know, that whole vibe I'm kind of allergic to. Yeah. Um, and the older you get, the you know, you identify people who... Really like staying in that whole, um, you know, that whole low energy drama victim mindset. So, how do you recognize that in the workplace, especially after COVID? I am sure it is more pronounced than ever because I see it. Just in what I do, it is like a line has been drawn in the sand. And if you thought somebody was borderline prior to COVID on where they stood with their energy or positivity or being optimistic, like, I don't know if you see it or not, but it is clear as day now. Like, there is no wishy-washy. There is a line in the sand, and you're either on one side or the other. Do you feel the same way? Um, about that as I do when it translates to in the workplace?
1: Well, first of all, I will say, I like how you acknowledge that some days you do have to give yourself a break, right? I mean, cause I don't ever mean, mean to suggest that somebody has to be up and on all the time. Right. So sometimes those Netflix binges are absolutely necessary, right? I mean, however you recharge your battery, I think that's just going to help you to have a better mindset about resilience When you allow yourself to feel however you need to feel, I think the trick is not staying there for forever, right? I mean, trying to find some way to motivate yourself to get moving. Um, But yes, I would say, you know, right now especially, it's just a hard world, and some people just are really struggling to move forward. And you know, it makes you wonder, you know, is how how is their mind wired, right, about optimism? Because if you are an optimistic person. Doesn't mean you're not realistic means you, you know, that things are tough. You know, that things are hard, but you are choosing to find something to be grateful for. And you're choosing to take that gratitude and help you to move forward. Uh, You're choosing to surround yourself with other people that have ideas on how to move forward. If you're fresh out of those ideas, it's like, it's like you just keep owning your 50 and moving towards the light. But I do see that a lot of people really are struggling with that right now. And, you know, my advice is, you know, take that time to recharge if you need to. And if you're having a hard time pulling yourself out, that's okay. But find somebody that, you know, maybe inspires you or find something that inspires you, inspires your sense of purpose, inspires your sense of gratitude and, and build a plan, having a plan, is always going to be what propels you forward, right? I mean, that plan for what you do next and how you move forward, that's how you move forward, right? So, and that's a big part of resilience, because, you know, if you want to bounce back and keep moving forward, you, you have to have a plan and you, you have to have, you know, I think a heart of gratitude, you have to have faith, you have to have some hope and some optimism that, you know, things will get better. Um, but I, I, I do think it's a hard time right now. And I do think a lot of people struggle with that. And if you're somebody that has already started to move forward with your plan, I mean, look around you and, and try to help somebody else to move forward. The trick is, you know, you can't get stuck in the process of helping them to move forward. But it's always a good idea to look around and see if somebody, you know, can use your positive energy as a way to get out of their, their process of being stuck, right?
0: Yeah. You, you actually touched on something really interesting. Cause I, I'm coming out of a time period where I spent, I, I highly invested and you do this all the time. I just did this with one particular individual who asked for help um, about six months of, of kind of mentoring a walking through a hard time with a particular individual. And there does come a crossroads where they have to decide to help themselves And I think as women, I think all women can identify that with that, that you, you want to help, you want to have somebody, um, you know, help them propel themselves or, or offer that time and assistance. Um, But when, when have you had that happen where you literally have to cut the strings where you're like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, you say you want help, but you're actually not doing the work. To, to put yourself in that position of being resilient. Have you had that happen? And and what what does that look like for you to finally, you know, I hate to say it, but kind of save yourself and and not go down with a, somebody who doesn't want to do the work?
1: Well, I think, I mean, in two ways, I've kind of discovered how to work through that, you know, because I obviously, you know, have the, the blessing of getting to work with a lot of people every day. But I think, you know, one way is going back to that drama triangle. I think, when somebody comes to you with a problem or a, something they're, they're dealing with, or there's something they're struggling with, I think it's always a great thing to ask them, what does better look like? What does good look like? What does awesome look like? And, and this is something, of course, I have borrowed from my coach. She's been a great, great, you know, asset in my tool belt, right? But she, she, you know, her advice is said, ask that person, what does great look like, awesome look like, and then, you know, have that conversation with them about how they're going to get there, Right and how they're gonna keep themselves moving forward. And it's interesting, I mean, you'll, you'll, I think you'll find after a few times, if somebody just can't answer that question, if they are just unwilling to answer those questions and then start to build a plan for how they get there, I think you have to know at that point, you know, that may just be their choice to stay where they are and you may not be able to help. You know, the other thing our coach has talked with me about is what she calls the, the, the bat theory. Uh, behaviors, attitude, and techniques, right? And so, you know, you, you after you talk to somebody, you can start to understand, is this a behavioral thing that you can coach them on? Like, is this something about their behavior that you can really coach, mentor on? Um, is this a technique thing? Is this something they need training on um, to help them to be resilient and move forward? Or is it really an attitude that's holding them back? And I would say probably nine times out of 10, if somebody doesn't have an attitude about moving forward and learning and growing and getting better, you may not be able to help them, right? Because an attitude is probably something you're not going to be able to change about that person. So, you know, if if they really are just unwilling to even think about how to build a plan for moving forward. And if they can't tell you what awesome looks like and how they would like to get there, then that's that that may be a, a challenge with an attitude that that can't be helped, right? Um, and you and you may cause yourself a lot of frustration trying to pull them along, right? Um, because also people that want help and that really legitimately want help, um, they will find a way to to build that plan for themselves, right?
0: Well, that's really interesting. So whether or not they have somebody that really can offer help, they will figure it out. I think that is so key right here. They will figure it out regardless if you offer them help or not that, I mean, that's really goes back to being resilient, right?
1: It does. I mean, I think sometimes you as the mentor, you as the role model, you as the person trying to help them can help them to get unstuck. All of us need a little help sometime, but you know, you have to do the work to get unstuck. I mean, even if you have cheerleaders and supporters around you, you still have to do the work. So I think if somebody is not willing to do that work and to build that plan, It just, you know, you, you can't force them to do that. And it really probably does go back to an attitude, right? It goes back to an attitude and and perhaps a lack of optimism, a lack of, you know, using their resources or using themselves to move themselves forward. Right. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think that happens sometimes, right? I mean, sometimes you just can't help somebody.
0: Yeah. And I really, I really agree with, um You're never, if you're a resilient person, you're never done learning. You're kind of a lifelong learner. I mean, I'm like the queen of like observing and learning super fast when it comes to things I want to um, uh, emulate if that makes sense. So, um, you know, you don't go into it with an attitude of, I know it all. I know, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to learn anything. I'm good. Why would I try? Why would I learn? I mean, I think you also have to have this curiosity and this inquisitiveness of constantly wanting to not necessarily, um, you know, I, I was going to say accumulate or, or do better. It's, it's not really that it's, it's more of a mindset of wanting to improve, right? Wanting to evolve. It
1: wanting is to wanting grow, to evolve. It's right? wanting to and grow. It's, it's yeah, always learning. It's not really
0: learning about and... having more stuff or more friends or more. It, it's really about going deeper,
1: right? Sometimes it's even like just having curiosity about yourself um, in terms of why do I make these decisions or why do I look at the world in this way? Or why does, you know, why, why do I care about what I care about? It's sometimes it's just being really introspective and, you know, focusing on better, you know, what do I already do really well and how can I leverage those strengths? It's taking a moment as you build your plan for resilience and how you move forward. It's really starting with yourself and asking yourself some questions. What do I need to learn? How do I need to grow you know, what, what, how do I want to show up in the world? What kind of energy do I want to bring? I mean, those are all a part of of how you build a plan for moving forward. Start with your, start with yourself and then branch out to others. Right. But as you're trying to leverage that resilience, build that resiliency muscle, I always say, start with yourself. I mean, and and ask yourself some difficult questions, right?
0: Right. And resilient people don't blame others. Have you noticed that?
1: No, that is true. I mean, it goes back to that, what I was talking about with that drama triangle. Like I said that, you know, it's, it's not great to persecute, you know, because I think persecuting is blaming, right? And so when you're blaming others, you're really deflecting away from yourself and about what you need to own in a situation. Because if you can't own that situation, it's really hard to move forward because you're expecting somebody else to solve the problem, somebody else to build the plan. You're, you're blaming, you're, you're allowing somebody else to repeatedly rescue you or you're becoming a victim. Um, but any one of those blaming, becoming a victim or rescuing those most likely are not going to get you to what's next and to, and to really help you to bounce back. Whatever kind of setback you've had, it's going to be really hard to do that if you can't stay away from those three things. Right.
0: Agreed. And I think that I have learned to, um, watch people's actions, sometimes what they say doesn't match up with what they really mean. But if people, if you want to know what people really uh, want, watch watch their actions, they'll tell you who they are by their actions. Sometimes, like I said, they may tell you something differently, but their actions are always typically what they really mean. And you know, something else that I think is super interesting is, you know, majority of people never really um, come to terms that they have the power all along. Mm-hmm. But if you wake up and think, you know what, I, and I, I there are unforeseen circumstances. like, I, like, I understand, like there, I've got two kids with, you know, that one born with a genetic issue. The other one was a type one diabetic and her pancreas stopped working at age of eight. I, am not a realist. Stuff happens, right? So it's not like I wake up every day and think, Oh, none of this is nothing bad's ever going to happen. I've had just like you, bad stuff happens. Right. But I do wake up and think I do have the power on how I react to bad things happening.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, life is anybody. I mean, look inside anybody's life and you'll see that it's been filled with their own set of challenges. Right. And so it is how you respond to that challenge. And Do you say to yourself, okay, this is frustrating. This is not what I was hoping was going to happen, but guess what? It happened. So now what? Let's figure out where do I go from here? Like, what do I do next? And, and you have to start there, right? I mean, you have to start by understanding that not life is never perfect. There are always going to be bumps in the road. Um, Even the best laid plans never quite work out as you think they are, but that's okay. As long as you've got that mindset that you're going to try to find a way to move forward and, Stay out of the Cartman's drama triangle so there's no blaming, there's no becoming a victim, you know, trying to rescue. But really, it's about, you know, finding out how do you move forward and keep and continuing to ask yourself, what does awesome look like? What does better look like? And how do I get there? Right. I mean, how do I build that plan? And, you know, it's like, where am I going? Who am I going with? And how am I going to get there? That's your plan. Right. right so, right.
0: Well, that wait, wait, that's really important. You kind of, I mean, but that is a very important Um, coaching tool that you just said. And, uh, you know, we used to refer to it, uh, my Zach and I in our house, you know, as the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal. What's the BHAG? And there are three components to going after a BHAG. And you just named them. Do you mind saying them again?
1: Absolutely. You have to figure out where is it you want to go, right? Because if you just get in your car, and you don't know where you're going, you're just going to drive around and waste your time, right? Um, And you're not going to make any progress. So in life, say,
0: where yeah. do you want to go? Where do you want
1: to okay. go? Like, where are you going? Right. And right. then how are you going to get there? You know, what's your roadmap? What's your plan? What's your and plan? Who, and mm-hmm. who's going to go with you? Who, who do you feel? Who do you feel like shares vision, that same passion that you do? And lines up with your values and, you know, is a good partner in that journey, whether that's a marriage, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a work relationship, a client relationship, any kind of relationship, right? Any, anytime you're trying to have a goal and get someplace, figuring out how you're going to get there and who you're going to go with. It's really important.
0: So um, something similar we used to say when we were working on the BHAG, you know, who am I? Where am I going? Who am I going with? So if you spend, if you don't know the answer to those three things, you spend a lot of time, um, kind of spinning your wheel. So, uh, if you're looking to be more resilient and and kind of uh, work through some of the residual um, down downturn from COVID, I mean, we're all feeling the residual effects of it on on all you know all capacities, right? So. Um, you know, maybe think about those things. Those are really good things to think about if you want to move forward in your life and, and consider how to do that. And something that I know you feel really passionately about, and I believe it to the core of who I am, who you surround yourself with matters. And, you know, as women, we have lots of different roles. You have so many different roles. And so you have all these kind of people coming at you, you know, whether it be, um oh, a work or colleague or a mom and play day, you know, people come into your life and you don't necessarily choose them. It's because it's proximity or your kids, friends, parent, blah blah, blah. But to actually stop and, and and focus on who are the five people you want to surround yourself with the most because there's data and research that says You emulate, or you are like the five people you spend the most time with. Do you believe in that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, think about like, you know, what you value, what you think are priorities, what you think are important, and you know, it's important to surround yourself with people with those same values and and ways of thinking. And it doesn't mean that the people that you surround yourself have to be just like you. Um, I think it really means surround yourself with people. you know, you make them better, they make you better. And that they help you to grow, they force you to grow, like you don't ever stop learning, you don't stop growing. Um, So like I said, it doesn't have to be people that are just like you, your lives might be very different. But how you view the world might be the same way, right in terms of growing and taking accountability and bouncing back. I mean, So even if you have different walks of life, I mean, you can still share those same ways of thinking. And I think when you have people around you like that, it just keeps you moving forward. It just helps you to be your best you. And it keeps you resilient. It keeps you moving forward. It's true.
0: And you know what? I was always brought up with like, not to be afraid of hard work because work is just work. Like I, you know, like you can, anybody can Anybody can work hard, like, you know, but sitting around and talking about, like, what ifs, I would rather just get to it and try my hardest and work really hard. It's just work,
1: right? Yeah, you can't change what's happened in the past, right? You can't. I mean, you can learn from it. You can. I always think it's great. this sounds crazy, but I always think it's great when people fail and make mistakes, as long as you learn something from it, that is really how you learn. I think it's hard to always learn something, you know, just from reading about it or seeing somebody else experience it. But if you can learn from something, because you made a mistake, you found out there's something you want to do differently moving forward. Great. You learned and keep moving from them. That'll help you to be resilient. I mean, I think sometimes the more, you learn from your failures, the more resilient you become over time, right? Because you know, you can bounce back. You took something from that situation. You learned your plan on how you move forward. And so I agree.
0: I totally agree. Well, I'm super grateful for you. You're one of my five people that I love surrounding myself with because you push me to evolve and to grow and to change and challenge me. And I thrive off of that. Um, I don't always... Like, do it super gracefully, but I'm super grateful that you are always very honest with me and always want the best um, on helping me stay resilient. Um, A little side note, like, what is your, what is your, when you have to check out? um, I was just thinking about this because I actually have a couple different ways of checking out um, to rebuild, to refuel, to re- to re-engage, energize, so you can re-engage at a high level of being resilience. What what are what are some of your coping things that you do um, to do that?
1: Well, I mean, you mentioned Netflix. I have been known a time or two to net, you know, to do some Netflix binging. That helps me. Um, but for me personally, I, I love to take a long walk. I love to kind of get my myself immersed outside and where I'm paying attention to the world around me. And it just kind of soothes me, I guess. It soothes my soul. Um, I also, I'm, I love, I don't like all exercise. I would be lying if I said I did. Um, but I love Pilates because I feel like it's using my mind and my body and it really takes me out of the day so I can just kind of, you know, rejuvenate. And, you know, I love spending time with family and friends. I mean, I think for me, like that also sometimes just takes the pressure off of everything else in life and just gives me a chance to recharge my battery. I tend to be an extrovert for the most part. So people do fuel and charge my battery, but you know, I think it's also sometimes to have that alone reflective time is good for me as well. Um, I've also gotten into audible when I'm walking and that's great too. So that really takes you out of your elements. So you're, cause you're listening to another story other than the own story of your own life. Right. So, um, that's, that's fun too.
0: Um, totally agree. I've, I've done all those thing, things that you mentioned as coping in different times of my life. I've been a, a long walker. I've been um, like you said, I really do like um, I'm going through this phase where I can't do Pilates because I, I w- with some of the things that I'm kind of dealing with. I when it's quiet, I can't shut my mind off as far as wanting to fix a problem. So Uh Netflix, I can't stay focused long enough. Or Pilates, I can't stay. So I'm in this phase, and it's funny how different things come up in your life, and and you have to cope through them differently. But I find if I can deep clean anything – I can work through and have. Um, I mean, I'm getting my coping th- through that. So, like, if you want me to come over and deep clean your car, that would
1: be great. If you can come deep clean my car, your garage, work on, your fridge, work on the floorboards. Yeah, work on the floorboards. I mean, anything you want. You 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 come on over. Sister. Yeah,
0: I mean, but you know, sometimes like the productivity. Like, I, if I can't fix something X, I can I can deep clean Y and feel like I'm being productive. So. The point is be aware what fills you up and what is helping you cope through. It can change. It's a moving target. But um, being aware of yourself and of what those things are really does help you get on the other side so you can continue to be resilient and be positive and be optimistic. And these are all things that um, that help to have a meaningful and, and um, you know, hopefully a fulfilled life, Right
1: absolutely 100%
0: well super grateful for your time Mary Beth thank you you're an amazing leader an amazing friend amazing everything um,
1: thank you right
0: yes for sure and for those of you who want to follow mommy magic you can find mommy magic on Facebook and you can find me Mary Susan Buner, on Instagram and you can also find Mary Beth Oaks on both both of those places um, follow her and she's got amazing things happening with her business Uh, business furniture corporation. So check them out, all good things. And also mindset, your new business Uh, before we sign off, tell people where they can find a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, please go to the businessfurniture.net homepage. And there is a page all about mindset. Mindset is our space in Fishers. Uh, That's always, it's always designed to help you to shift your mindset and just shift your way of thinking in lots of different ways. So please visit us there. But yes, you can find it at businessfurniture.net.
0: Perfect. You have to check it out. Mindset is riddle blow your mind. Literally. Um, It's amazing space. Uh, Amazing things you are doing. Thank you for sharing. Super grateful. And until next time, um, we appreciate you so much. All right. Take care.